Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome back after a 20-hour vacation. Chris and I are back at it did again. You, did you go anyplace interesting? No, not really. I went home. That was pretty interesting. Kind of a kind of a boring old day. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this day and age, uh, that is uh, 100% true. I'd mentioned um, yesterday that three-day vacation um, that we had with Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So, you know, three-day weekend. More restful. Than it was more restful than my 11-day vacation at Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah, yeah it, it, just because like we I, didn't like do anything. I, I said Christmas is fun, Christmas is terrific, but it's not particularly restful if you're not a kid, I guess. Yeah, um, it, and this one would have been restful. Usually we don't take off and travel through three states in five oh, days that's true. <laughs> and fight, you know, the weather all the way. Um, while we're doing it, but, uh, you know, it would have been restful, but, and then we had, you know, the weekend after we had guests for the, uh, weekend mm-hmm. also with my sister and, uh, law coming down and staying for the weekend. So, you know, we were entertaining all weekend. So it was just nice to have a, a weekend where n- not a whole lot happened. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Just some football games. Um, by the way, I know we told you yesterday morning at this time that we would hit the ground running with Congressman Russ Fulcher due to uh, call in, you know, he's in Washington, D.C., two hours ahead yeah. of us. Um, and uh, he had to postpone uh, until tomorrow morning at the same time. Uh, apparently he had some business going on this morning that was going to interfere uh, with us talking to him for the uh, entire time. So he wanted to... Make sure and uh, get us so tomorrow morning coming up at about 6.05 or Perhaps so. Perhaps a committee meeting or something of that nature. I, I know he had votes. That was uh, normally we would talk to him around 8.35. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a normal time that we talk to him. And uh, in talking to his spokesperson, uh, he had a bunch of votes coming up in the House today that he needed to be there for. So he couldn't do it at 8.35, but he was able to work us in. So I think it had something to do with maybe some more votes that... Uh came up or committee meetings or something like that that he had to be involved in today at the last minute. So anyway, late last night, he's like, hey, hate to do this, but going to have to postpone till tomorrow morning. Same time, so uh, we'll hit the ground running tomorrow morning uh, again with the congressman uh, was, as we get underway with the show. Bills aren't going to reject themselves. That's 100% true. Um, kind of strange. I don't know what this is. This is so weird. It's been so long since I've seen this, but I see green numbers. As we're watching Fox Business this morning in the uh, futures. Is this a rerun? Uh, maybe from last <laughs> year, because we haven't seen any green numbers no, so far this year. Not in January. Huge sell-off, over 500 points down yesterday yeah. I- in the Dow. Um, oil at an all-time seven-year high. Really? Yeah, so oil yesterday hit a seven-year High, so that expect was right gas after. prices to probably go up. That was right after there was an attack of some sort in the United Arab Emirates, and uh, like that happened, and like immediately the gas prices went up. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk more about that uh, with Jeremiah Bates coming up here next hour this morning. Uh, also, if you've been having trouble finding uh, COVID tests, which a lot of people have, because so many people have either been around people with. COVID, they've been infected with COVID, maybe they have the sniffles, a sore throat, and want to find out if they have COVID. Uh, Tests have been flying off the shelves, and maybe you've had trouble even getting to pharmacies and making an appointment to get in because of the low number of tests. The uh, COVID-19 test website launched a day 
early yesterday. So all Americans, no matter who you are, can get a uh, set of four free COVID tests per household. Unless per the, residence, unless the website kicks you off for some reason. Yeah, um, there are a couple different places that you can go. By the way, um, to get your website, COVID uh, tests dot gov. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tested it out this morning. Took me about ten seconds. Did you order some? I ordered. I ordered my four free four coronavirus tests. So you're on. Use them expeditiously because you're only allowed four free tests per residence, not per person. So if you have five people living at your residence, you get four tests per residence, which, again, seems a little bit weird. Because now, Granted, right now, it's my wife and I, mm-hmm. um, but at one time, we had nine people living in our household. I guess we would just reuse the tests? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, no, obviously, just, that's not what would happen. Just test the sickest-looking ones. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what happens, Chris. Mm. You know darn good and well, you test your favorites. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, and and, and of course, course with... everybody has their favorites. And if you look, talk to your kids, every one of them thinks somebody else is the favorite. Yeah. When I was growing up, the hypochondriacs always got tested first. <laughs> I'm the sickest. In most households, the people getting tested would be dad, because we all know, as grown men, we get way sicker than our wives. <laughs> I don't know if that's true in your household. I'll, it's true I'll, in every. It's true in okay. every household. I was just checking because uh, I will totally admit it, and my wife will say it too. It's like we'll get the same thing, and he's on his deathbed, and I'm up doing work and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's because I think it's a scientific fact. By the way, there's been studies that uh, men who get sick get much sicker than women. Uh, it must be a gene or something. I don't know. And apparently, women can't be incapacitated. Is that part of it? Man, that might be uh, something okay. having to do with it too. Well, I mean, nature is so interesting. <laughs> it's science. It's it's science. Let's Follow the science. Andy Samberg. Science. <laughs> uh, also, one thing that we talked about yesterday, we'll talk a little bit more about this today, uh, in a last-minute decision on a big rollout, AT&T and Verizon announced that they will hold off on activating 5G within two miles of airports when the rest of their 5G networks go live today. This is expected today. The FAA and uh, Nations Airlines have not been able to fully resolve navigating 5G around airports despite um, being safe and fully uh, fully operational in more than 40 other countries. That's that's the weird part. It's like the United States can't figure this out. We've known 5G was coming out. Why wasn't this test done before they flipped the switch yesterday? Yeah, I just... I, I don't I don't understand it myself. Oh, hey, we forgot to do one more thing. Yeah, exactly. We go. Oh, we we need to find out if this is going to crash airplanes. Can we seems, do this before tomorrow? Seems relatively important. Uh, I thought think that that would have been something that they tested, especially if you're a person who likes to you know fly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, Verizon, AT and T, at least within two miles of airports throughout the country. Um, they'll not be flipping on the 5G switch yeah. in those uh, areas. The rest of the country today will so be you, flipped on if you have a 5G phone. So if you live near the airport, number one, it's very noisy, and number two, you don't have any 5G. Yeah, exactly. You'll have to stick with that antiquated I, I 4G the, stuff. I hope the houses are cheaper out there. KBOI News Time is uh, 6.15. It's time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Want to find out what uh, to get for lunch? 
before you go, you can do it. It'll make you salivate. Um, go to fatguysfreshdeli.com. We have some Boise State football news to share with you today. The assistant coach, Kent Riddle, has stepped down from his role to spend time with his family, he said, before pursuing some other opportunities. This is all according to head coach Andy Avalos, who announced it in a press release yesterday. Now, Kent Riddle had spent 13 seasons as a member of the Broncos football coaching staff. During two stints, he was with the team between 2001 and 2005. He moved away and then again stepped in from 2014 through this latest season. And during the course of his two stints with the Broncos, Riddle had mentored the Broncos' tight ends and running backs, as well as serving as its special teams coordinator. Now, there's some pro football news today, and it deals with the Seattle Seahawks because they have fired their defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr., and their defensive passing game coordinator, Andre Curtis. It's a pretty big shakeup for Pete Carroll's coaching staff after they had their worst season in more than a decade. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, I could have been a little bit richer this morning had I just pulled the trigger yesterday. You had a hit? Boise State's 18-point favorites against Air Force. Oh. And uh, I said, man, I, I'm, I would take the... Uh, Air Force and 18 points, and Air Force has played almost everybody close, mm-hmm. no matter how. I mean, Colorado State, and now last night, Boise State, that game, for the first time in a little while, went down uh, close to the wire. But whew, Boise State, just still looking good. 10-game win streak after cool. uh, beating Air Force, um, and they uh, continue now. The uh, roughest part of the week will uh, begin later this week. They've got games coming up against Utah State, which you will hear on 670 KBOI coming mm-hmm. up here on uh, Thursday. And then uh, you have a Saturday game. And uh, once again, you'll be hearing that, 670 KBOI. And then uh, they'll be back home next week. We have tickets. They'll take on Wyoming next week. How awesome would it be if we're talking, what would that be, a 13-game win streak? Should be able to get a full 12, 12 game win streak because they're at 10 right now. I mean, now. With, with that much winning, you should be able to get a full house. It looked pretty good last night uh, in, in what I watched. And once again, the defense that Boise State plays, just absolutely amazing. Um, key jab, and, and I haven't seen everybody play this year, of course, but just watching Key jab last night, especially being able to watch him off the ball mm-hmm. and what he does uh, against the player off the ball, and, and even you know when the player that he is guarding goes to the bucket, um, one of the last points where where Air Force was trying to tie the score near the end of the game, just played fantastic defense, did not allow the person to get up a, a great shot, and just his defense is just absolutely. Uh, amazing, and uh, had some foul trouble last night. Uh, the one thing that just still is bothering me, and free I, throws, free throws. <laughs> they shot, uh, I think, forty three percent from the free throw you line have, last you night. You mentioned it after every game this season, and it's getting worse. Last night they shot better from the field, which you shouldn't do, and better from three point, which you shouldn't do. Then you have an open shot from the free throw line. They shot like forty, not forty three percent. And neither team shot well last night. Um, you don't very often see a team go scoreless over the last five minutes of the game and still pull out a win. I mean, they didn't make a f- they didn't make a field goal the last five minutes of the game 
still were able to pull out a win, even though they were missing foul shots. Um, so uh, they've got to get that fixed because that is going to come into play against, yeah. you know, much better teams. San Diego State. Hey, just foul them. Utah State, Colorado State. Yeah, because... No problem. Yeah, I mean, good grief. Especially, you're going to have to take Armouche out of the game at the end of games um, because that would be, you know, if it's a close game, I just foul Armouche every single time and send him to the line. I think he made one out of like nine last night. Yeah, wow. Something like that. Just absolutely. The guy can't buy a bucket. And we talked about this uh, with Bob Beeler earlier this week. It's weird because he shot 60, what, 67%? From the free throw line last year, and I don't know what he's shooting this year, but it can't be a much above thirty percent. Yeah, you know, it's just crazy from year to year mental. to see, see that. Yeah, I think it mental is mental block of some kind. Yeah. So anyway, uh, ten game win streak now after beating Air Force. I'll tell you what, Air Force is going to be good in the next couple of years because their team is very, very young. A lot of freshmen and sophomore mm-hmm. playing on that team, and um, they played pretty good. And like I said, they're they're staying close to everybody. Um, that they play, including Boise State last night. And as I mentioned, they'll go on the road, Utah State, coming up here this Thursday, and you'll hear it here on 670 KBOI. Keep in mind, you have two ways to listen to KBOI now. 93.1 FM, which we will have our regular programming. So if you don't want to hear basketball, you're not a Boise State fan, or you're not a basketball fan, and you want to hear regular programming, 93.1. But if you want to hear basketball, you'll be able to hear that on 670 KBOI. And as I mentioned, stick around. We still have tickets for the Wyoming game next week that you can win here on News Talk KBOI. Lock in that speed dial 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through and uh, take part in the show today. That is always encouraged. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, either one of those. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can text us. It's the same as our main number at 208-336-3700. Once again, if you were uh, listening in for Congressman Russ Vulture, uh, had to postpone till tomorrow morning, so same time tomorrow morning. Uh, just a little bit after 6 o'clock. If you have questions for the congressman, want to know um, something going on in Congress, want to know uh, what they're talking about, please feel free to uh, email us. Once again, gave you the emails. Just email your question. We always have time to get a few questions in if we get those in. So if you have a question for the congressman tomorrow morning, we will get to those. Uh, email in from uh, Elizabeth says, uh, what is that website again where I can get my free tests for covid uh, the website is covidtest.gov, not .com, .gov. And I tried to do it earlier this morning. Not tried to do it. I did do it. It mm-hmm. took me literally 10 seconds cool. to uh, fill out. So um, now all I have to do is cross my fingers and hope that I don't get sick anytime within the next two weeks because it takes 7 to 12 days before you get your oh, test. Wow. Um it mailed to you. So, uh, once again, you get four of the uh, rapid antigen tests in the mail per residence. So, even if you have more than four people living at the residence, uh, you're only going to get free, four tests free. So, just keep that in mind. Once again, covidtest.gov, and the uh, website is already open so far this morning. Cool. Hopefully that will 
help you out. Nice to know it's moving smoothly. Yeah. Uh, coming up, still have a chance for you to pick up those tickets. Once again, Wyoming taking on uh, Boise State at home. That's the next home game. It'll be coming up the 25th. We'll have those tickets sometime before 10 o'clock this morning. More Costa Vida coming your way, too. We've got a $50 <laughs> gift certificate to give away absolutely free. That's in advance of this coming Sweet Deal Friday edition. Um, we've got... Uh, Costa Vida Sweet Deals on sale coming up Friday morning, 9 o'clock. I believe this is our first sweet deal of the uh, year, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think this is the first one we've had so far this year. So uh, coming up, and by the way, Costa Vida goes super fast. It's one of those that sell out very quickly. 50 for 25. Yeah, so make sure that you're in kby.com, 9 o'clock sharp, because if you uh, sign in at 9.15, you're going to miss out. <laughs> Guaranteed. These go really, really fast. Probably 9.05. Yep. Once again, that's Friday morning, KBOI.com. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. News Talk KBOI. You want to get through and take part in the show? Easy to do at 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, good news for uh, those people who uh, miss going to the McCall Winter Carnival. It returns. A few changes, though, this year. After taking a one-year hiatus last year because of COVID, they've decided, screw COVID, we're having a this year, even though numbers for COVID cases uh, higher this year than they were last year at yeah. the same time. So is it going to be just like uh, the old ones, or is there something? There's going to be a few big changes. Number okay. one, um, a lot of people like going to the Mardi Gras parade, and that has been canceled this year. And the reason being, of course, um, I don't know if you've, it, for those of you who have ever been to the parade, there is a lot of people that mm-hmm. like to go to the Mardi Gras parade on uh, Saturday the 29th. So they have canceled the parade this year to align with uh, public health and safety best practices due to the surge in cases in Valley County. So that's one of the big changes. Uh, the Winter Carnival, by the way, runs January 28th through February 6th. So it begins uh, next weekend. You'll still see the ice sculptures. Um, you'll still be required to you're being asked i mean they're not going to ticket you or anything there's no there's no mask police but you're being asked to mask up inside and outside so they ask to mask they're asking you to mask um if you are there and to whenever possible practice six foot of distance if you wear a ski mask does that count i don't believe that counts oh don't believe although a ski mask right now probably would work just as well as a uh, regular mm-hmm. uh, cloth mask. Here's another question that, that I don't understand, by the way. Um, Biden administration announced that they will be releasing N95 masks, free N95 masks. 100 million, next, right? N- next week, yeah, from their stockpile. My question is this, and I don't have an answer, and I, I, I'm not being a butthead. Why the hell did they wait to release N95 masks until next week? Why were you stockpiling them? This makes no sense to me whatsoever. You stockpile things in case you need them, not when you need them. Dr. Anthony Fauci, a month ago, 
said that cloth masks don't work well mm-hmm. against the Omicron variant. A month ago, he said that. So why are we waiting until next week? We obviously have this <laughs> stockpile that was there for an emergency. Why? I don't have an answer to this, but maybe somebody listening might. Why, why are we waiting until next week? Why was this not released the week of the announcement from Dr. Fauci, who is the administration's official spokesperson for, for COVID? Why are, why are we waiting so long to get these masks out? If, if, a, if they were question. Yeah, I, I mean, it's another one of those things where I just don't understand um, what, what's going on with, with some of the uh, decisions made for this. But, hey, maybe some of these people are smarter than I am. KBY Newstime, 644. Time for another check on sports for you this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for uh, lunch. Today, one of their most popular soups. If you haven't tried it out, try it out for yourself. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar soup. Absolutely delicious. Got a slow burn on the back end. Team that up with a sandwich and you got yourself full meal that you're probably not going to be able to eat unless you're Chris or I. Uh, (laughs) Get into Fat Guy's Fresh Deli today just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. In sports, Boise State men's basketball team remains in first place today in the Mountain West after a 62-56 win last night over Air Force at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos defense forced 20 Air Force turnovers that directly led to 19 points and allowed the Broncos to pick up their 10th straight win. Freshman Tyson Degenhardt talked about why the team has been playing so well. I think we're starting to find our roles, and there's a lot of camaraderie in it. Uh, everyone loves each other on this team, and uh, we just celebrate when we get each win because it's not easy to win in Division One basketball, especially Mountain West play. So we just got to celebrate each win and then take it game by game. Degenhardt's move into the starting lineup was a catalyst for the winning streak. He led the Broncos last night with 19 points. Up next, a trip to Utah State tomorrow. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Beware basketball teams playing their best basketball in January. Just saying. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning? That's also the number to know for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway uh, Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number thirty seventh ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the world. We're talking three continents, nine countries, and fifteen hundred brokerages, and they are ranked number thirty seven for all your real estate needs. Call them today two zero eight 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 forty one twenty eight. Fifty dollar gift certificate to Costa Vida is yours today. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, don't call now. This will be coming up here in the uh, eight o'clock hour. There is only one person who was born in the United States, whose birthday is a federal holiday. Only one. If you know who that is, stick around. Coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. If you know who that is and you're first person to answer correctly, we've got a $50 gift certificate. Compliments of Costa Vida. And just a reminder, Costa Vida is also our sweet deal of the week this Friday morning at 9 a.m. at KBOI.com where you can get... $50 $50 get, for and, 25 bucks, And get the sweet pork burrito. That's what, what, I, what I say. <laughs> uh, all their food. I, I, I don't think I've ever found anything that wasn't absolutely delicious. No, that's there, true. Any yeah. of it's good. Um, also on the uh, way here for you, 
this morning. We've got those tickets to the Wyoming BSU game next week, so stick around. That's another reason to lock in that speed dial. As we uh, come in after top of the hour, uh, new homeless. I guess you could say camp. New place where homeless have set up camp, although gathering. it's not necessarily legal. Gathering place? It's a gathering place. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the, the the homeless say that they're not going to leave until something is done about finding a place for people who are homeless that they can live or people who are living in their cars where they can park without being harassed and ticketed. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here after uh, 7 o'clock. Um, we'll even hear from one of those homeless people who uh, are living there right now. Um, that's coming up here on the way. If you want to uh, weigh in about it, 208-336-3700, pound 670. On your Verizon wireless, as usual, you can also get through by emailing Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com in our uh, text line. Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Several homeless people are demonstrating in downtown Boise, and they have no plans to move. They're camping near 6th and Jefferson to highlight the needs of Boise's homeless. Larry Whiston says property values are too high in Boise to build more shelters, forcing the homeless to walk the streets. Interfaith Sanctuary announced Saturday their shelter is overflowing. Interfaith staff had to turn down 20 people seeking shelter that same night. Is Interfaith a resource that you and and the people here would, would lean on and use? If they had the space... And the ability to help us. But the Boise Rescue Mission isn't overflowing like Interfaith. There certainly isn't a shortage, and anyone who would show up at the rescue mission today will be served. Reverend Bill Roscoe says the Boise Rescue Mission can shelter up to 500 people system-wide. They're currently only seeing 350. Roscoe says there's room at all five shelters. So Interfaith Sanctuary, um, full, and they had temporary housing over the weekend. Had to turn some people away, but they did oh, have too bad. some uh, heating tents. But as you heard, Reverend Bill Roscoe right there says that they have a lot of room at the uh, Boise Rescue Mission. So why aren't homeless people using the Boise Rescue Mission? Why isn't the Boise Rescue Mission maybe a resource that fills some of the gaps here if they have so much space? Uh, their rules and regulations are so strict. You've got to be on good behavior. Uh, you've got to cooperate with staff and things like that. And some of our homeless friends just don't want to have anything to do with that. So they won't come to us. You can't be alcoholic. A lot of the people are alcoholics. You can't use drugs. A lot of people get very defensive at that and don't want to deal with it. So they just don't stay there. But the truth of the matter is we have capacity at the Boise Rescue Mission for men, women, and children, and we invite any homeless person to come over and check in with us and spend the night and take advantage of all the services that the Rescue Mission has to offer. So you you have to be on good behavior, uh, cooperate with staff. Follow rules. Follow rules. Don't drink and don't do drugs. (laughs) uh, You can be an alcoholic and still be there. You just, you just can't, can't drink, drink while yeah. you're on the premises. That's true. So I I get it that some people don't like to follow rules, but when you have a shelter, as Dr. Roscoe, mm-hmm. Bill Roscoe said, that welcomes men, women, and children, you don't want drug use going on in front of children. Yeah. 
around children. So, and you want people to follow rules. If you're going to live in a place, you know, and be housed in a place like that, you, you want rules. I mean, any yeah. place you live, Chris, do you have rules in your household? <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, I have rules in my household for crying out loud, and it's just my wife and I. No matter where you're going to live, you're, you're going to have rules. Yolanda Pullman is one of the homeless pro, uh, protesters, um, and she detailed um, some of the reasons why they are protesting and some of the things that she wants you to know. We want people to understand that, and I'm, this may not sound nice, but I'm going to quote what the stereotype is. They believe we are dirty, filthy POSs and that we're all bums, drug addicts, and alcoholics. That is not so. There's, there's many, many issues that have led to homelessness. High, high prices of housing. When you get a little over $800 a month to live on, as I do, on disability, it's not possible. Some of us are disabilities you can't see. I'll be 52 years old this year. It's free. And I have several medical conditions that you can't see that prevent me from working and will someday, and they're not sure how soon or how late in life, will put me permanently in a wheelchair but I'm just no longer able to work. I don't look dirty. I'm not garbage. I'm not second rate. I'm a person too. I, our lives matter too. We want more respect. We want more understanding. Just because I can't work and live in shelters or, or where I can find the sleep doesn't mean I'm garbage. Doesn't mean I'm worthless. I have a choice housing voucher. It's just a matter of putting names on lists and just waiting. And hopefully within a few weeks or so, I'll be housed. Once again, Yolanda Pullman, she is one of the uh, homeless protesters who have uh, moved into the uh, Idaho Capital, I, and I, I don't have an answer here, but maybe somebody else listening this morning, we'll talk more about this, 208-336-3700. You know, she mentions that she makes $800, $800 a month, and she has... On disability. Yeah, right. she has uh, issues that doesn't allow her to work, and mentions that the affordability of housing here in Boise, and we've talked about how the affordability, you know, has just gone up and up and up and it makes it less and less affordable. But even at $800 a month, think about this. If you go back 10 years, you know, even even 15 or 20 years, if you uh-huh. only have an income of $800 a month and that's it, even 15 years ago, you're not going to find a place to live if your total income is $800. Not without roommates anyway. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. As as we mentioned, there is room. I mean, Interface Sanctuary was plumb full, but uh, Boise Rescue Mission had a few hundred vacancies um, over the weekend when the Interface Sanctuary 
um, was full this morning. Barbara writes in, uh, when you're homeless and hungry, they are complaining about rules. These people aren't hurting as much as they claim. That's like the saying, you know, beggars can't be choosers. In other words, if you have nothing and you're asking for something for free and we give you, you know, something that's slightly what you don't want, uh, you don't necessarily complain and return it. That's what you expect. Yeah. We'll talk more about this throughout the morning. If you want to email us right now, uh, you can do that. Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. You can also send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook or text us. Uh, coming up here next, we'll talk about the stock market. Biggest sell-off since November yesterday in uh, continuing sell-off that began the first of the year. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in just a few minutes. Right now, it's time for another Check on Sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. That's their soup today. One of their most popular ones. Find out why. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli just off Wells Avenue in Meridian and find out why. Good morning. Wanted to give you a picture of what's happening with the rest of the Mountain West. There's some pretty good basketball being played, and there were several games played already this week. First, we want to tell you about the games that were played on Saturday in the Mountain West. Nevada defeated Air Force, Colorado State over San Jose State, as well as Wyoming defeating Utah State. Then there were games played on Monday. Wyoming defeated Nevada. Nevada's having a hard time. They were beaten 77-67, to and UNLV defeated San Jose State 81-56. to And then we know about Boise State defeating Air Force last night, 62-56, to but there was one other game played last night. It was Fresno State defeating the Broncos' next opponent, Utah State. Final on that one was 61-54. to It sets up some more games that are being played today. San Jose State will be at Wyoming, and New Mexico plays at Colorado State. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates once again with us this morning, as usual, at the same time Monday through Friday to talk about your money. And Jeremiah, I'm very confused this morning, sitting here uh, looking at Fox Business News, and there's a green number on the screen that I don't think I've seen at all this year. What 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 is up with the uh, futures being up 113 points? You haven't seen the green color this year. I haven't seen the green color, yeah. Hey, uh, my, my daughter's three years old, big fan of Paw Patrol. Green means go, as, uh, <laughs> as Rocky would say. Um, no, it, it's it's certainly a welcome sight. And what's going on in the market right now, it, it's interesting, but um, it was kind of forecasted a bit because really what's happening now is you have the bond market because we're seeing a jump in yields. We're seeing jump in these treasury yields that we haven't seen since pre-pandemic. And treasury yields um, or treasury notes, bonds, things like that, U.S. treasuries, it's a flight to safety. You also have the Federal Reserve unwinding their balance sheet. So when the price of these goes, when the price goes down, the yield goes up. So we're seeing a bit of offloading on this, a lot of, a lot of uh, availability with those. So basically the bond market's pricing in higher interest rates, which we've seen across, which we've seen on the horizon. So now we're seeing this get priced in, which then affects the equity market, the stocks like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones, because now you have interest rates really getting priced in now in the markets, which is going to affect those future earnings that we've talked about. And the stock's price is merely based on what the anticipated future earnings of that company will be. So now if a company has to fight 
higher uh, headwind of higher interest rates rates which makes their access to capital cheaper which they can't have easy access to research and development you get the picture um it's going to weigh down on those it's going to weigh down on those earnings so the market's forward looking so they're trying to reprice everything so that's why we're seeing this volatility go up um, it's either down one day or up one day. It seems as of recent, we've seen it down more, but the market's really trying to price this in. Okay, now let's focus on earnings. So now all eyes are going to be set on company earnings. And on Friday, while the while the big banks like JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, I think it was Citigroup as well, they did have good quarter four earnings, but looking forward, the market kind of pierced back, looked under the hood and said, is this sustainable? Because now they're working against inflation. They're looking against wage inflation. So now they're going to look at these company earnings and say, hey, the valuation of your stock is really high. Like the price of it's really high. Are your earnings or your profits justifying the price of this stock? So the market's just really trying to get its footing and pricing pricing these stocks right. So in the short term, expect the volatility. If you're a long-term investor, like we've talked about, this is where you stay the course and this is where you can actually, actually be opportunistic with these dips. It's not very often where you get, you know, two, three percent drops in one day. And then the next day, you know, we're we're getting back some of those losses. You know, looking at the at the Nasdaq, I mean, it's gaining a half a percent. Yesterday, it did come under some selling pressure, but expect to see this as the as the, as the year goes on. All eyes are going to be set on the Fed at, at how fast they raise interest rates. So the market's already priced it in, and now it's really going to be about earnings as corporate earnings continue to come in. What does that forward-looking guidance look like? Does Wall Street like it? And it may bode well, it may not, but today it's certainly looking like it's uh, turning to the upside, which is a welcome sight, like All I right. said. All right, so let me ask you this. You mentioned the Federal Reserve and bond market. Should we be jumping into bonds right now? I mean, well, look I mean, look at the return that you're getting on bonds, though. I mean, right now, historically, you would get bonds for really one of two reasons. To get income, right? Get the coupon payment off that, off that bond that you're buying. But right now, it's just those rates are still historically low. Now, as prices go down, that yield goes up which is beneficial. So is it a good time to go all in on bonds? I'm going to say no, because you want to look at your you know, your net real return on this, and they're still not attractive. You look at high-yield bonds, which is generally looked at a as a riskier investment, but you get a higher yield. Those yields are still very suppressed right now. I mean, even though we're seeing these moves, I mean, it's 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 still nowhere, in my opinion, to, to flight towards bonds. But do they have a place in an investment? Certainly, you know, to provide that ballast or if that risk off event, usually those bonds will perform well. But in this low rate environment, even though rates are going up, rates are still just historically low. It's really hard for me to suggest people getting into fixed income right now to an extent. All right. Jeremiah Bates, um, we'll uh, give you an hour off and then uh, get another update on the market after it opens. <laughs> Anything can happen in the next five minutes. Of course, we talk with Jeremiah every Monday through Friday at this same time. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open if you want to get through. Take part in the show. Once again, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Want to talk about the homeless issue, the uh, homeless camp going on, Capitol, downtown Boise. You can do that right now also by emailing chris at kboi.com. Mike at KBY.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can also text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. We uh, got an email in different subject, by the way, um, talking about uh, the N95 masks that will be available next week 
$400 million that have been stockpiled. Uh, Barbara writes in, when COVID first hit, 95 N95 masks were impossible to find because they were being saved for healthcare workers. Sounds like someone was better at hoarding N95 masks than we were at hoarding toilet paper. Um, now they need to get rid of them. I, I don't think they need to get rid of them. Yeah, I think they have unlimited warehouse space. And I don't think N95 masks go bad. It's not like they're, you know, it's milk. You have to get rid of them within a certain amount of time. Right. I mean, eventually they'll go bad, you know, but I, I don't think in, a, in, you know, within a year or two, you're going to have to say, oh, we got to get rid of these. They're going to go bad. <laughs> and like I said, the question, if you're just tuning in this morning that I ask is if Dr. Anthony Fauci a month ago said that cloth masks don't work against the Omicron variant, why is it next week that we are waiting to have this stockpile of masks released to the United States. I mean, they've been sitting on I mean, this. This isn't a stockpile that they just got together in the last week or two. They need to get these masks out and to people so that they can ignore them. <laughs> and and if this is anything, you know, like the free COVID test, they're going to be available next week. My guess is you're going to have to ask for them like you do right now with the uh, free at-home tests that the government is sending out. But as I mentioned this morning, that website went live yesterday, late last night, Mm -hmm. and it takes 7 to 12 days to get them. So, you know, if this is next week, you're looking in the middle of February before you're going to be able to get your (laughs) N95 masks mailed to your home. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. John wrote in and said perhaps the person making $800 a month is a time traveler, and they went the wrong direction. (laughs) I'd say go back in the time machine and program the date for the early 1800s, then they'll figure out just how good they actually have things. You could have done pretty well in the early 1900s. Yeah, at $800 a month. When they have better toilets. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Several homeless people are demonstrating in downtown Boise, and they have no plans to move. They're camping near 6th and Jefferson to highlight the needs of Boise's homeless. Larry Whiston says property values are too high in Boise to build more shelters, forcing the homeless to walk the streets. Interfaith Sanctuary announced Saturday their shelter is overflowing. Interfaith staff had to turn down 20 people seeking shelter that same night. Is Interfaith a resource that you and and the people here would would lean on and use? If they had the space and the ability to help us. But the Boise Rescue Mission isn't overflowing like Interfaith. There certainly isn't a shortage and anyone who would show up at the rescue mission today will be served. Reverend Bill Roscoe says the Boise Rescue Mission can shelter up to 500 people system-wide. They're currently only seeing 350. Roscoe says there's room at all five shelters. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Russ in Eagle, thank you for being patient this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, man. Hey, I just want to point out the fact that... Uh, when uh, the Interface Sanctuary was going through their uh, approval process or trying to get approved for the Planning Commission, you know, they got shot down. And one of the reasons they got shot down is exactly what they're talking about in the story you guys are doing, is the fact that there's no rules. I mean, they, they will accept anybody in any condition and impact the neighborhood in negative ways. I mean, if they had the same standards as the rescue mission, there probably wouldn't be as much opposition to it. But the fact that you're going to allow people to flock there that, 
are going there specifically because they have no rules uh, just, you know, says the whole thing. It was strange. It was strange to hear the woman say that they don't like the other place because you can't drink and do drugs there. (laughs) Right, exactly. And that's the stuff that people were talking about that they didn't want in their neighborhoods. And the fact that they would just keep pursuing this, which they were doing, uh, is just unbelievable. I, I am very curious, and I don't know this. I haven't lived there. I haven't talked to anybody specifically who lives at Interfaith Sanctuary. But I am curious, are you allowed to do drugs and drink on the premises? That just seems weird to me because nowhere else in the city of Boise are you allowed to do that unless you have a liquor license, but nowhere are you allowed to do drugs. It would seem weird to me that Interfaith Sanctuary says, hey, hey, you can come here. We don't have any rules whatsoever. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. but Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the the case where they can just openly do that kind of stuff, but but they're more welcoming. I forget the term. Is there a specific term for the type of shelter that they are? And they're the ones that are the most lax on on who they would accept there. It's, like I said, the the rescue mission seems to have high standards, which you know I wouldn't say I'd want them in my neighborhood. But the same thing at the same time, you know, if you're going to have to have a homeless shelter somewhere, you'd want the standards that they're applying. I would think. Yeah, good thoughts. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take more of your phone calls. Get to some of your emails that have been coming in. You can email Chris at kboi Mike at KBOI.com, Texas at 208-336-3700. Time now for a final check on sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch every day. Open at 1030, Monday through Saturday. Get in for lunch today. Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. A little more on the Broncos' big victory last night as Boise State men's basketball team won their 10th straight game. It was a 62-56 to win over Air Force. The Broncos were outshot and out-rebounded by the Falcons, but they found a way to get it done. Freshman Tyson Degenhart led the way with 19 points and talked about how he was able to score. Well, the three ball hit the first one, and then the other ones didn't fall, but I just stayed patient, got to the rack, and made my free throws finally. Degenhart made five of ten shots and eight of nine free throws. The Broncos are now 4-0 and in the Mountain West and will play at Utah State tomorrow night. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. You can read more about the game online at KBOI.com. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Several homeless people are demonstrating in downtown Boise and they have no plans to move. They're camping near 6th and Jefferson to highlight the needs of Boise's homeless. Larry Whiston says property values are too high in Boise to build more shelters, forcing the homeless to walk the streets. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Mike and Eagle, good morning. You're on Newstock KPOI. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, this whole discussion kind of is feeding into the fiction that's been created by uh, the State Street question. Uh, my wife and I have been working with people that have been through the incarceration process and homelessness, and we've worked with both the uh, rescue mission and the Interfaith Sanctuary. Interfaith has a, a different population. They are giving a place for the people that just absolutely don't have any, any other place to go, and they do not do drugs and alcohol on premises or do not even allow it. But if somebody comes to their facility and is in that condition, if they're not belligerent, they will take them in and put them in an isolated area away from the rest of their population. So 
they are not uh, there just as a place for the uh, the users to come and have a safe place to use. It just is, is a, it's a fiction. Now the difference, uh, and I really, uh, we've had uh, Reverend Bill uh, come and speak to our groups in the past, and their program is really quite different. They have a long-term education and mentoring program, uh, and a lot of people will not participate in that. That's sometimes why they have extra space, because they don't want to commit to that kind of a long-term program and somebody that's going to thump a Bible at them as kind of their attitude. So I worked with the populations of both facilities. Uh, Interfaith, uh, frankly, provides uh, an absolutely essential service. Uh, and they actually put people in a program to get them back into both the workforce and into housing. So it's not just uh, a dumping place, and it's not a using place. It's a place that the city and nobody else has provided so I'm just a little sad about the discussion that kind of implies that the Interface Sanctuary is, uh, is not a reputable and uh, credible organization that uh, provides the service that nobody else does in this community. Yeah, and, and that's kind of why we brought this up, because I don't know for a fact that it is. And a lot of this came from one of the people who are camping out um, yeah. right now, you know, because they were specifically asked, you know, Interface Sanctuary is full, but yet there are places to go at the Boise Rescue Mission. Why don't you go there? And it was their words that said, yep. we don't like to follow the rules at that yep. other place. Yep. So that was why I asked. I go, what are the rules that are different that makes it where there's 150 people right now that could be housed at Boise Rescue Mission? They have openings for 150 people while people at Interfaith Sanctuary are being turned away. Well, there, there is a difference in, uh, in their mission, as it were. Uh, and Reverend Bill does have a great program, but boy, it is, uh, it's a strict adherence, and you have to participate in religious services, and a lot of people just don't want to do that. Uh, we actually had a fellow that uh, we took to the rescue mission one day, and... Uh, before we, uh, well, we got him checked in, and before we got back to our car, they came out and said, no, he's been here before, and he was belligerent and would not uh, follow the rules, and so he can't be here. So we took him to the rescue mission, and he was there for quite some time before he finally, uh, through work, was able to get a place of his own. And uh, But the rescue mission, uh, again, is is as, as about as safe as you're going to find in terms of the homeless population. It just has a slightly different mission. It's to get the people into a housing situation, or I mean, a, I guess more of an emergency housing situation, while they start then trying to work with them on the long-term solutions. So I'm a believer in what they do, as right. well as uh, the rescue mission. And it's just that they have different different programming. Right. Um, thank you for the information, Mike. Uh, very much appreciated this morning. Um, I, I I get that people, you know, may not want to, the religious aspect. If you're required to, you know, go to whatever the services that that they offer. But the flip side of that is, and this is just me. If I have no place to live, no place to go, no family yeah. members that will put me up, and I, and I use I'm I'm Catholic and say you are required. 
in exchange for going here to go to say, I'm just using this as an example, um, to Mormon teachings. I don't have to believe it, but in exchange for having to go to those classes and having a place to live, I, I would think that's a, a fair trade-off. Yeah. It doesn't cost me any money out of my pocket, and I, I have you know a, a warm place to sleep. I have, uh, I have food. Once again, that's, that's just me. We'll talk more about this. I uh, need to take a break. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also get through uh, emailing Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning. Welcome to another hour. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Still have those uh, tickets we're going to give away to the uh, Broncos game. We want to see, hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, um, if they can win two games, two more games on the road this week. They could be coming back with a 12-game win streak, going for lucky number 13 next week. (laughs) I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, but they're playing very well as of right now. Utah State coming up Thursday night. You'll be able to hear that on 670. KBOI. Um, in recent weeks, Idaho's test positivity rate, which measures the number of tests that come back positive, has climbed very quickly from a rate of about 5.5% the week of December 12th to 25.7% the week of January 2nd. That's the most uh, recent data available. Case numbers have risen quickly. Yesterday, there were 3,555 um Confirmed cases of COVID-19, that's the highest number recorded on any day since the start of the pandemic, according to data from the Department of Health and Welfare. Tuesday's tally topped Friday's count of 3,266, which also had been a pandemic record up until that point by nearly 300 cases. These numbers are likely less than the actual daily counts because public health districts right now are reporting that they are behind recording around 28,000 cases over the last two weeks. Really? 28,000. That means a person who tests positive and whose status is reported to the state may not be added to the the tally until days later. Plus, you also have to take into effect people who get their tests at home and don't report them well, true. to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. And there they, are they a just, lot of people doing that. They just uh, you know quarantine themselves. Yeah. Um, state officials suspect the state's seven-day incidence rate right now, which is the num- number of cases per 100,000 Idahoans, could be as high as around 200 per 100,000 here in Idaho. High for here. Which would put it at the highest rate that it has also ever been. Um, Dr. Christopher Ball, Idaho Bureau of Laboratories, acknowledges a shortage of over-the-counter COVID rapid antigen tests for people right now. And he uh, has some tips if you are one of those people who are searching out places to uh, get your tests. And as no surprise to many of you, local availability for over-the-counter rapid antigen tests is incredibly unpredictable. This stems from the fact that there is way more national demand than retailers can ever support And so what that means is that the day-to-day access, whether in-store or online, is likely to change very quickly. So for those of you who are looking for rapid antigen tests here locally or or those that you may want to order online, what we would recommend is to look at multiple retailers and multiple sites 
and to check back frequently because their, their inventory may change quite rapidly. We're also hearing that access to PCR testing locally is also available, um, and it's available free of charge through a variety of uh, federally uh, participating pharmacies like Rite Aid and Walgreens and some other uh, Ridley's locations throughout the state. So check with them to see what their uh, availability is for appointments. And there are a lot of urgent care sites that have the ability to test you for COVID-19 too if you're seeking a, a COVID test. There's also some federal updates that may be of help in coming weeks. First off, the uh, recently announced um, a site for ordering free COVID tests up to four per household is being beta tested today and uh, in prior to its official launch tomorrow. So that uh, site is covidtests.gov. It has been published to our Idaho coronavirus testing website uh, and also uh, is available for you to enter information uh, in advance of that going live tomorrow. So that's a completely free service. Uh, up to four tests per household will be mailed out. It's anticipated that it will take about seven to 12 days from the time the order is placed before that gets shipped via United States Postal Service. So while these tests may not be available immediately for use, it may be good to have them on hand as the pandemic continues to, uh, to, to grow. Once again, um, that is uh, Dr. Ball talking about how you can find your test or make it a little bit easier to get your test. And if you didn't hear the website to go, because the uh, government, he was, he was talking yesterday, so that website went live today, covidtests.gov, and you can get yourself four per household, so four per residence. I didn't order ours personally, but I know it got done for the house. <laughs> Hmm, I wonder who did that. Um, I ordered mine uh, this morning, uh, got in very early, and I thought I would test out, see how simple uh, yeah. it was. It literally took about 20 seconds. That's cool. Um, to get it. It's absolutely free. You don't have to give most, you know uh, your, your credit most, card info or anything like most that. Most government websites uh, launches aren't quite that smooth. <laughs> there was, and he mentioned the beta testing yesterday. Apparently there was some problems with the website yesterday. Which you know, it's a good thing they did the beta testing mm -hmm. uh, away a little earlier than normally that they would have. It's too bad they didn't do the same thing with five G. <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't be having the problem with the airports um, canceling flights. I have a friend. Hey, hey what about airports? <laughs> hey, we'll get to that problem when we get to it. This is so crazy. I, I have a friend who is moving here to Boise from Saudi Arabia, and happened to be in Boise. Um, here in the in, in the last week and then went to San Francisco was due to fly out today and he was flying out on Emirates Airline and within he got told 24 hours before he was due to fly out that the the flight was canceled because of the problems with 5G um, I had just checked with him this morning to find out if he was able to find another flight um, he is going to be uh, flying out on another airline but his problem is he has to be tested he had already been tested and was ready to fly out to get on the airlines you have to be tested within 24 hours oh, wow. before you get on the plane and he said all the places that he's checking three to four hour wait to get his test before he is able to fly fly out so he's hoping that he gets on he found a flight tomorrow because as we mentioned a little bit earlier this morning the uh verizon 
and AT&T had agreed to not turn on the 5G within two miles of airports here in the United States. Just, just because it might yeah, make some planes crash. Maybe. I mean, what are the chances? Apparently good enough to shut down the airport, or shut down the uh, 5G anyway. I'm being sarcastic, by the way, just for those people listening. It's like, what do you mean? You, you don't care about planes crash? Yes, I do. I was being sarcastic. KBY News Time is 813. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Up for grabs, $50 gift certificate once again to Costa Vida. Before we get to the, that, though, we've got Bronco Sports today. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, once again, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question up for grabs today. $50 to Costa Vida. Kevin is going to get the first crack at it this morning. Kevin, there is only one person, one person and one person only, who was born in the United States whose birthday is a federal holiday. Who is it? George Washington. It is not George Washington. Keep trying, Kevin. Kathy, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. There is one person and only one person who was born in the United States whose birthday is a federal holiday. Who is it? I was going to say George Washington, too. Would it be Lincoln? It would not Abraham be Lincoln. Lincoln. Nope. Keep trying. Connie, Mar- uh, once again, there's only one person born in the United States whose birthday is a federal holiday. Who is it? I was going to say George Washington, too. I'm sorry. That's okay. You can keep trying. Uh, Sean, good morning. There's only one person born in the United States whose birthday is a federal holiday. Who is it? Hey, we think it's Martin Luther King Jr. Is, is that your guess, or is is that your answer? That is, that, girls, is that our guess? That we got our right. answer. That's our uh, <laughs> answer. <laughs> Very question. Might, might have to work on uh, getting them all together, but Martin Luther King Jr. is it. Chris, why yeah. is it not George, George Washington? George Washington was technically born in colonial Great Britain. That's right. United States wasn't the United States yet. Not yet. No. He was born, and that was a key part of that. Only one person born in the United States, whose birthday is a federal holiday. Um, well, congratulations, Sean. Who was who helping you out this morning? Well, it's my daughter and her friend on the way to school. So well, we uh, we thought it might be Martin Luther King Jr. or Washington, and so we were going back and forth, and then, of course, you know, your first couple of people helped us out. So. Well, congratulations. <laughs> um, you three now are going to be sharing food at Costa Vida. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, Sean, we appreciate training uh, your daughter and her friend early to uh, listen into News Talk KBOI. Thank you. Hold on the line. Uh, we've got these all week to give away. Don't forget, coming up Friday morning, that's our sweet deal here at KBOI. You go to KBOI.com, click on that link, $50 worth of Costa Vida for only $25. Not as good as free, still a pretty good deal. Once again, that's Friday morning, 9 o'clock sharp. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Want to talk more about Interfaith Sanctuary and the campout of homeless people going on right now in downtown Boise. You want to weigh in? Here's your chance to do it. You can also email uh, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, send us an instant message, or you can also text us at 208-336-3700. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
Several homeless people are demonstrating in downtown Boise and they have no plans to move. They're camping near 6th and Jefferson to highlight the needs of Boise's homeless. Larry Whiston says property values are too high in Boise to build more shelters, forcing the homeless to walk the streets. Interfaith Sanctuary announced Saturday their shelter is overflowing. Interfaith staff had to turn down 20 people seeking shelter that same night. Is Interfaith a resource that you and, and the people here would, would lean on and use? If they had the space and the ability to help us. But the Boise Rescue Mission isn't overflowing like Interfaith. There certainly isn't a shortage and anyone who would show up at the rescue mission today will be served. Reverend Bill Roscoe says the Boise Rescue Mission can shelter up to 500 people system-wide. They're currently only seeing 350. Roscoe says there's room at all five shelters. So if there is room for 150 no more people at the uh, Boise Rescue Mission, why are not people going there? Interface Sanctuary over the weekend had to turn people away. They also uh, put up... Uh, tents with uh, heaters and mats and sleeping bag to house some of the people, but some of the people still turned away. Boise Rescue Mission not turning people away. They have openings, so why are people not going there? Why isn't the Boise Rescue Mission maybe a resource that fills some of the gaps here if they have so much space? Uh, their rules and regulations are so strict. You've got to be on good behavior. Uh, you've got to cooperate with staff and things like that. And some of our homeless friends just don't want to have anything to do with that. So they won't come to us. You can't be alcoholic. A lot of the people are alcoholics. You can't use drugs. A lot of people get very defensive at that and don't want to deal with it. So they just don't stay there. But the truth of the matter is we have capacity at the Boise Rescue Mission for men, women, and children. And we invite any homeless person to come over and check in with us and spend the night and take advantage of all the services that the Rescue Mission has to offer. So in, in talking, that was one of the homeless people saying why they won't go to the Rescue Mission. And we've heard this morning, because it sounds like, it makes it sounds like interfaith sanctuary, no rules, no regulations, come on in, anybody can do anything you want in there. We've heard that's not true. They have strict rules at interfaith sanctuary also. So what some of these people are saying is, I want a free room, but only if it has no rules. Basically. Isn't that, I mean, that's that's what she, at least one person has has said that. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I don't, I don't have an answer. I do know I do not want Boise, Idaho to become another Portland, Oregon with tent cities spread throughout the area. I don't want to be another Seattle. I don't want another uh, San Francisco where people are, you know, defecating in, in streets and living on the streets. I don't want Boise, Idaho to be become that. What what is the answer though? Yeah, what is it they would like us to do? I mean, if, if they're if they're protesting for awareness, once we're aware, what should we do? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to sit there and say to those people who are protesting, saying we have no place to live, when there's Boise Rescue Mission who has 150 openings, and there's Which, not I mean, hundred there's not 150 people that are down there in the uh, encampment protesting right it's, now. It's it's not a place to live really, but it's a place to stay and you know be warm and have a roof for free and some food and to hopefully help get your feet under you mm -hmm. to help you get you back on on a path to where maybe you can find some place that you can afford to live on a long-term basis or maybe even permanently.
Tim writes in and says, it is against the Constitution to force religion on people. Sue the nonprofit mission. Okay, actually in the Constitution, it's against the uh, law uh, for the government to force religion mm-hmm. on you. It's not against the law for a church to do it. Yeah. In fact, most churches, that's you know why they exist. That gets into the whole thing with the the mis you know the misconception that um, you know your right to free speech lets you say anything you want without any repercussions whatsoever. Nope, never says anything about no repercussions. No, um, you have you know protection from the government mm-hmm. <laughs> having repercussions, yeah, but it doesn't the, protect you from of, saying anything you want. The Bill of Rights is essentially a list of things that the government is not allowed to do to you. And mostly it's a list of things that the English government was already doing to people in the colonies uh, before the Revolutionary War. Tom in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just, um, I don't know. It's just, there's definitely something needs to be done. We need to help people like that that actually want help. But, you know, hearing that comment from that gal saying, you know, they got too strict of rules, I mean, that, that program, the Boise Rec- Rescue Mission, is there to help people. It's not there to enable people. And it's absolutely ri- it's ridiculous, this whole um, mindset of um, entitlement. People just, they want what they want, but they don't want, they don't want to accept the challenges so, along with it when they got yeah, It's like if you got a new job and you said, well, I do want to get paid, but I don't want to have to show up every day. <laughs> exactly. Pesky exactly. rules. I mean... It's absurd. You think that, and you're just like, man, I have problems, too. But, you know. Oh, I think we just lost you. Are you still there? You must have one of those newfangled 5G phones. Mission. There are other programs there to help them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they don't want the help. That, and, so. and it's weird because that's what it seems like, even though they're protesting in downtown Boise right now because they say they want help. That. That we're we're yeah. we as a community are not doing enough for them, and that and that may or may not be true. But what is it that they that they want? You know, it, yeah, it it, 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 it it's hard you know, to explain have, when you when you hear some people saying, you know, that there's 150 spots open, and I called, they don't want to go there. I called in about this. I called in about something like this uh, a few weeks ago, and um, was talking about. There was a guy that mentioned something about the homeless, and I was like, you know, I hate to lean on making more laws because good grief, we got enough laws as it is, and some of them that affect us in ways we don't want. But you know, I mean, just someone going down and camping on on like you know government property or or property that taxpayers are paying for because they're not getting anything and everything that you know any little wish they they desire is is ridiculous. I mean, they gotta they gotta pick themselves up by the bootstrap and try to work. Some people offer help, but then they don't want that help. And, you know, I'd say almost say, you know what, make some laws and tell them if, if you're not going to try, if you're not going to accept some of these things that we have, like you said, the rescue mission has 500 bed capacity and they only got 300. Mm-hmm. 350, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. I mean, uh, you're sitting here with your hands up being like, okay, take it, and they just don't want it. That's, I mean, I, I think <laughs> this sounds a little insensitive, but I think they should kick them off the lawn there and say knock it off. You want help? You go get help. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. Phone lines are open. If you want to get through right now with your thoughts, do you have an answer for this problem that we're going through? Because it's it's a problem and it seems to be growing. 
especially as the population here in the Treasure Valley grows. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 852-208-336-3700. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, pound 670 if you want to weigh in today. Uh, Scott in Boise, thank you for being patient. Good morning. You are on News Talk KBOI. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, so I was making the point, basically, not every person has, the, the homeless person has the same story, which was what people, I think, tend to kind of fall back to. Yeah, that's true. You have veterans, you have veterans, you have drug addicts, you have people who lost their families and never recovered. You have people who lost their jobs and just gave up. You have desperate people looking for work. And in my opinion, most of the homeless people just have a plethora of mental issues that, the, that these homeless shelters are not equipped to deal with. And I think that Boise should take the lead on the national discussion and employ a mental health-oriented reaction and open more homeless drug and alcohol rehabilitation, because in my opinion, that's going to help more than just putting a Band-Aid on the, on the, on the wound. And, but I also think we need to draw a line in the sand somewhere and ensure that our beautiful city of Boise, which belongs to the people of Boise, stays clean, safe, and beautiful for my kids and for future generations. We, we can't tolerate these people usurping public land just in the name of 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 them saying that they can they can take it and i just don't want to see boise turn into seattle portland la and we need we although i do have compassion for these people it's not compassionate to allow them to overdose on drugs on the sidewalk and freeze to death so well this is a this is a big problem and i really think that it's a very complicated problem and i really think that boise should take the lead and, and on the national discussion and we should handle this differently. So you, I, 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 I was just going to say, so you think, and, and because we're asking, you know, for answers on, on what you think would help, so you think that uh, if Boise would offer more mental health facilities, um, more uh, yes. drug I, and alcohol large, abuse I, facilities? With that too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I don't, you, I don't you have, have an answer. That that could be these, one of the answers. Yeah. Well, I mean, majority of these problems stem, you know, from from drug and 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 alcohol addiction. I mean, when you when you like you when I was saying when these people have have a life addicting you know or a life ending addiction like this to, to these kind of substances, it's not something you can just tell them to stop doing. I, I understand that, but at the same time. You can't just let these people come into buildings paid for by the taxpayers and let them do whatever they want free of charge and continue down this toxic path. There just has, there has to be a different solution to, than just letting people die on the streets or just letting people come in and do whatever they want. That can't, those can't be the only two options. Right. We have to come together as a community and a society and figure this out. I Maybe wonder... We open a, I wonder, and I'm just throwing this out there, I wonder, because we've heard this morning that you know, people, the reason they're not going to the Boise Rescue Mission is because they're they're required to go to the faith services that they have there. If you're if you're not yeah. willing to go, you know, in, in exchange for a place to live and eat and a warm place to, yeah. you know, park your body to go there in exchange yeah. for for going to faith services, are you going to be willing to do that, you know, to if you're yeah, required to go to mental health or, or drug and alcohol abuse? Classes? I don't I, know. I would think I would think 
think that you should, if you're a homeless person and you want to have free food and free shelter and, and heat in a very cold time, I think that you, it is completely reasonable for you to sign, hey, if you're going to come in here and do this, I understand that you have a drug problem. You also have to agree to go, go and see counseling and, figured, and, and drug rehabilitation if you, if you want these services. Right. We, because you can't, it, cause, but what's going to happen is we're just going to let these people live in these rooms and they're never going to get better and it's just going to get worse. And then more people, it's going to entice more people to do the same thing. Thank you for the call, and Scott. Just, yep. Appreciate it. Great thoughts. Yeah, and I mean, yep. again, what's the answer here? I, I like what he said a lot, I do, I about do a lot too. of it being mental health and drug but, but, but if you can't get them to sit through a sermon, how are you going to get them to sit through a class? Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, Curtis writes in, I'm all for rules at a mission, but not to make someone sit through a sermon if they choose not to. Why not? Not that difficult for it's what not, you're getting. It's, it, it's not that difficult to say, "Hey, look, you want a, a free place to stay, free food, warm place for you and your family. You know, sit through a 15 minute sermon, or the regular length, however long it is. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I'm Catholic. It's usually about 10 or 15 yeah, that's minutes. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll go to news here at the top of the hour. Get back to more of your phone calls and emails. You can also email Chris at kbi.com and Mike at kbi.com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Interfaith Sanctuary announced Saturday their shelter is overflowing. Interfaith staff had to turn down 20 people seeking shelter that same night. Is Interfaith a resource that you and, and the people here would, would lean on and use? If they had the space and the ability to help us. But the Boise Rescue Mission isn't overflowing like Interfaith. There certainly isn't a shortage and anyone who would show up at the rescue mission today will be served. Reverend Bill Roscoe says the Boise Rescue Mission can shelter up to 500 people system-wide. They're currently only seeing 350. Roscoe says there's room at all five shelters. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Do you have an answer? Most of us agree. We don't want to become another Portland, Seattle, San Francisco with homeless camps and tents set up like they are in downtown Boise right now. But what is the answer? I don't have an answer. I just know I'm in agreement with most of you that we don't want to see it happen like that. So uh, if you have an answer or ideas, and we've had a couple of good ideas um, that have come in this morning. If you have something, please feel free to share it at 208-336-3700. Joe and Caldwell, uh, thank you for being patient this morning. Uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I was. I don't believe that welfare is the job of the government. I believe that welfare is the job of families and the church. And the churches are much more willing to take on the role of welfare than the families are, just largely because the families don't have the resources or the knowledge or the counseling that they need to help their troubled family members. But instead of continuing to build, you know, government facilities or, or homeless shelters and whatnot, I think that it's much it's much better spent money to support the families that are willing to keep their troubled members in the family so 
support those, give them the resources that they need for the counseling, for the uh, for the addictions and stuff. It's just we can't continue to rely on our government to do to do everything for us. Give and, more give more breaks to people who are taking care of others. Exactly, and it's the you know the the, the problem originates in the home or lack thereof of not being in a home because you had a broken family or whatever. I mean, we're all children at one point in time. We're all innocent. And then somewhere in that house is where things go astray. We need to stop that from happening. You know, it's, we can go, we can go stop homelessness right now, but maybe at one point in time, these people weren't homeless. I'm sure that there's people that have been born on the street, but you know, we gotta, we gotta stop the problem where it starts and that's back at our home. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the thoughts. Max Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Uh, good morning. This is Max. Am I yep. on the air? Yes, you are. Okay. Imagine my surprise last night when I sat down to watch the Tucker Carlson Tonight uh, show, and within the first two and a half minutes, he addressed this. And it was uh, essentially back in 2005 when a man named Basil Humphrey uh, right here in Boise, uh, was given a chance to join the rescue mission rehab program and refused to quit drinking and was kicked out. And after a few months of being outside on the street, he was ticketed and it went to court. And lo and behold, a big attorney, uh, firm out of, I believe it was New York named Latham and Watkins came to Mr. Humphrey's defense and, uh, went to bat for him in court in order to change the vagrancy laws, essentially to increase homelessness. Like I said, within the first two and a half minutes of Tucker Carlson tonight, he addresses this. And I guess the bottom line was back in 2018, it went through the ninth district court, ended up in the Supreme court and it's under Martin versus Boise. And essentially, it no longer allowed uh, city government to ticket people for their vagrancies and essentially started this whole miserable process that our country is dealing with right now. And essentially, uh, they just keep throwing money at the issue. And uh, I'd really uh, like to have our listeners watch the, uh, not hawking for Tucker Carlson, but it's very informative about what's going on and, and how we can just essentially... I think one gentleman earlier said, pull them up by their bootstraps, mm-hmm. quit throwing money at this issue, and, uh, and get, them, uh, get them off the street. Thank you for letting me share this thought yep. this morning. Thank you for the call, Ray. Appreciate it. Uh, have a D- blessed day. Bye now. David wrote in. He says, I am a regular listener to your station from Snoqualmie, Washington. Hey, thanks, I David. listen online via TuneIn. I was wondering if you are planning to on adding the FM programming schedule to TuneIn. I was looking for KBOI 93.1 on TuneIn and could not find it. Keep up the great programming. Uh, It's the same programming that's on the AM station, with the exception of uh, during basketball games. Men's and women's basketball games. Men's and women's basketball games. Uh, So I, I don't know that necessarily it's going to be on a separate place, but I'll look into it for you. I, I have not checked with the engineer. Uh, David. Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi. Yeah, I I think Orange County, when they were, L.A. was getting in the 40,000 range of their homeless, and Orange County was doing the same. 
they got together and said, yeah, it's got to stop. And from what I understand, they kind of got everybody together and they did throw some money, but it was, they went to each person individually to see what they needed. Some went off to rehab, some they helped get jobs, some they helped get an apartment. They just, it's an individual issue and it's got to be treated that way. This is not a group think project. That's why none of these big group think projects work. It's, you've got to get some people out there on the streets meet these people and see what they need to help them, you know, whether they need some mental, uh, you know, some say intermountain hospital help, some just counseling, some uh, yeah, help medical, whatever job. they need. That is a See, great point. Is, that is a great point. One at a time. There's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of people that want to help go out and help one person. That's a great point. You know, and even I haven't thought necessarily about that, that you, you think of this as, you know, this group of homeless people yet every one of them, if you were to talk to every single one of them are homeless, probably for a completely different reason than the net person next to them. Yeah. It's, they've all got their stories. I mean, what would it take to push you out there? I mean, granted, we're probably not that close, but these people didn't, you know, may not have thought they were there either until they were. I don't, I don't know. In this day and age, you know, we are probably, for the most part, all of us, one very serious, very expensive medical condition yeah. away or a job loss away. Although job loss hasn't right. become near as a problem because you can find a job almost anywhere right now. But, right. you know, if you if, if most of us end up having to pay $100,000 or more for a, a medical procedure, you know, what's, what's that going to do to most of us who are listening? Most of us in this room this morning um, would have a hard time dealing with that. Now, granted, a lot of us have, you know, a support network of family right. members that if something happened, we would have a place to go, you know, friends True. or family members that we can move in with. But some of these people, you know, they don't have that that family member or that family support system. So that's a that's a great point. Thank you, David. Right. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Bye. John wrote in. He says, if you're in the 99 percent of healthy population, why bother wearing a face diaper? Fauci himself now has said that face diapers don't work. The only thing that is 99.9% is staying away from the contagious. Now, face diapers are a new form of pollution, just like plastic bottles, plastic bags, and liberal politicians. Uh, I think if you are still maintaining the distance, staying away from the contagious, yeah, I, I don't think uh, a mask is even necessary if you're alone yeah if if, if you don't come within 20 feet of anybody <laughs> you're not going to get sick now he didn't say that all masks don't work he said n95 and what is it uh kn95 i believe it is masks yeah, KN95. Uh, work he, he but he did say oh, over a month ago that cloth masks when it comes to the omicron variant doesn't seem to be working very well and you should be using the n95 or KN95 masks, which, by the way, the Biden administration announced that uh, they have a stockpile of $400 million that they're going to be releasing next week. Why uh, they had to wait uh, until now, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. That's a question for the Biden administration. But at least uh, next week they will be releasing them. I'm sure you'll be able to sign up online. And within two weeks, if you cannot get sick or be around anybody for the next three weeks, then you'll be able to get a, a free N95 mask or a oh. few masks. Hopefully. Yeah. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you are on the line waiting right now, stay right where you're at. We'll get to you when we come back next. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. KBOI News Time is 916. Stick around. Still have those basketball tickets. Broncos on a 10-game win streak. Head to the road for two games and then back next week against Wyoming. We have your tickets sometime before 10 o'clock. So sometime in the next 40 minutes, we'll have a chance for you to win those tickets. Don't go anywhere. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919-208-336-3700. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless, just hit pound 670. Ray and Caldwell, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Hey, Ray. Uh so my wife and I are both 58, and we were evicted August 6, 2021, and we're still homeless. Really? We have yet to find an, yeah, we have yet to find a rental, and um, we got, as a matter of fact, we just got squeezed out of Caldwell because we couldn't find any anywhere to rent or anyone to help us find the is, rental. Is the problem that the, the rentals are just too expensive? Uh, we can't find one. Mm. So it's not, that they're, find they're, one. They're, it's not that they're too expensive? There's just no rentals available? Not one that we could afford. Got it. I mean, we're paying... Okay, so... Uh, we were in and out, in and out of our van, in and out of motels in Caldwell. Now we're in Nampa. So my wife got a part-time job, and I'm on disability, and we're homeless. But now we have a room, and the room we pay for at a motel is four hundred and ninety-one dollars every Friday. Mm, a week, huh? so, so a week. That. So you're you're paying yeah. so close to two thousand a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. We're in our van when we can't pay, and we're in the motel when we can't pay. Um, to stay in the motel, every penny we have goes to the motel, yeah, and that keeps us off the street. And that's what when 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 the, when the cold weather hit, uh, that's what we wanted, obviously, to be off the street. But we just can't find a rental, and now we're in Nampa, and we just can't find a rental. We just can't find a rental, right? Affordable. A senior living that we could get, you know, they have apartments that are 55 plus. Uh, so if you're 55 or older, you get to rent uh, an affordable apartment. But all those are full, and we can't get any Section 8, and we can't get any, um, we just can't get any help. Where, where do you go? Yeah. Uh, please send me somewhere in Nampa. I, I'm on, I'm on, on. On north side, and I eighty four, and I need to be sent somewhere to get me and my wife some help to get a rental. Is there like a? a we don't know Nampa very well. We're 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 in Caldwell the whole time, so we need to find some help in Nampa, in our area that we could get a rental. We need a rental. I I'm wondering. I'm wondering here, and this is, I'm just throwing this out there because there are places in, in Nampa, the Lighthouse Rescue Mission, uh, 
is in, in Napa. I'm wondering if you guys could stay in a place like that rather than a hotel so that you could build up some of your cash reserve so that you could move yourself, find an apartment that you can afford. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of paying, um, I mean, you're paying almost $2,000 a month yeah. to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I would yeah. think that in Nampa or the Caldwell area, you could find, um, you know, an apartment or something for much less than that, maybe even half that amount. Well, well yeah, I, I understand all that. But you see, with doing that, you get involved in other folks' drama. Right. And you get, yeah, and you get caught up in all that going on. And when we first were homeless, they were separating us. And I tried to explain to my wife that this is only temporary, but she would not let me drop her off. She would not allow me to drop her off. She did not want to be separated from yeah. me. No, I get she that. Us sleep in the bed. Yeah, I get that. And we're, we're uh, as, you know, and, and, and like I said, going to one of those places, there's really a lot of, uh, a, a lot going on there. Yeah. I think I'd rather, I'd rather my wife just work part-time and we use all my check and just pay what we can to sleep in our van or, or rent a motel until the situation gets better. But it's already been five months now and my wife and I are both 58 and we, we, we're, we're still waiting for help. Yeah. Um, I don't want to protest. I don't want to be protesting anybody. Yeah, I appreciate that, too. To Thank you for the call, Ray. Thank you for the call, Ray. Thank you for the thoughts. Uh, keep listening here. If anybody, you know, has some help for you, we, we'll, we'll get those phone calls uh, on the air. But in, in answering some of your questions, uh, maybe somebody has some help. Like I said, I, I get it that if they're going to separate, you know, yeah. couples and i and i know that happens in some of the um different places that you know they say hey look you can come in here but your husband can't yeah, or we whatever have a, we have a men's dorm and a women's dorm yeah um so i i totally get that um but 208-336-3700 those of you just heard ray if uh you have maybe some help some ideas caldwell nampa area in helping to deal with their homelessness this morning go ahead and uh, feel free to call in or email us um, just want to quickly get here, Doug and Meridian. We got about a minute here before we need to take a break. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. Um, the one thing I was thinking with that homeless camp that you guys had down in Boise um, was there. What? Where did all those people go besides jail? The the ones who used to be, be a, the I ones mean, who used to be uh, pitching tents there uh, near the skate park and things like that. Um, the one right on the it's off the freeway. Off okay, the so it was right there at Interfaith. Then yeah, okay. Uh, oh, I, I don't think most of them went to jail. I think that uh, once that place was kind of raided or cleaned up, as it were, uh, they I think they just turned everybody loose. Out, yeah. Okay. Thank you for thank you for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. KBY News Time, 926. News on the way next. Do you have answers? Do you have help? Ideas. We'll even take those this morning. Go ahead and get them in. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBY.
The White House says the situation with Russia and Ukraine is, quote, extremely dangerous. Press Secretary Jen Psaki echoing a statement from a senior State Department official earlier Tuesday about where things stand. We're now at a stage where Russia could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine. Psaki went on to say that Russian President Vladimir Putin has, quote, created this crisis by moving 100,000 Russian troops to the border of Ukraine and by preparing for military exercises in Belarus. Just wanted to play that real quickly this morning because I'm sitting there looking at a cryon across uh, CNN. Russia tells West to quit supplying weapons to the Ukraine. Well, dude, if you guys wouldn't line up on the border (laughs) facing Ukraine with every piece of military equipment you have, perhaps, you know, a little quid pro quo would be would be in order. Exactly right. Um, Intel is showing that Russia is planning on invading the uh, Ukraine capital. So if we have Intel showing that an invasion is imminent, (laughs) <laughs> no wonder you're upset that we're supplying. I think the U.S. said that uh, they're going to be sending $200 million worth of weapons to the uh, Ukraine. That's just the U.S. alone. Mm-hmm. So no wonder you, uh, you're upset because you want to do this really easily, and you're upset that the West... Well, $200 million, that's most of an F-35. <laughs> that the West is supplying um, weapons? No, no wonder you're upset. You want this to just be able to walk in and just take it over. Right. Mike Mike writes in, there are important differences between the Interfaith Sanctuary, which is full, and the Boise Rescue Mission, which has over 100 openings. The rescue mission demands intakes immediately following a long, detailed list of rules upon entering before having counseling and therapy, even though most homeless cannot change overnight or flip a switch to acting like responsible adults. The mission also stresses the importance of Christian religious beliefs and participation. Smoking is not permitted. The Interfaith Sanctuary believes in taking in anyone who follows their few rules to not harm others or commit crimes, loiter at the property, and be back at the site by a certain time daily. If if, uh, they then provide counseling and therapy to deal with mental, social, and personality problems, Religious counseling is available, but only if asked for. And that explains why one is full and the other has many openings. One is like joining the military while the other offers safety and then counseling and therapy to aid in returning to society as a responsible citizen. Then he says, P.S. Drugs and drinking are not allowed at the interfaith sanctuary, and you would be naive to believe they are not also being used at the rescue mission. But at the rescue mission, they're on a list of things you can't do, and I guess they are at Interfaith as well. Yeah, I, I, I can't envision Interfaith Sanctuary saying, hey, come on in. If you want to do drugs, we're perfectly fine with that. I, I just, no, I, there's, there's no way that that's happening. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, smoking is not allowed anywhere, right? We had a house Indoors. mouse. Uh, not house mouse. What are, they, what are they officially called? Resident advisor when I was in college. <laughs> Um, that's that's what we called it anyway uh, anyway we had a resident advisor an RA in college who uh, his introductory uh, sentence to everybody was uh, uh, I don't care what you do as long as you don't get caught in other words don't get caught on my floor don't get caught in this dormitory try not to get caught right outside this dormitory don't get caught 
U.S. federal government tried that, too. I think they called it Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Curtis writes in uh, what's happening at the Boise Rescue Mission, mission is shoving religion down their throat. This country was founded on freedom from, or was it freedom of religion? Again, in the Constitution, the government cannot create a religion for you or decide what your religion is. Uh, on the other hand, a nonprofit can, a church in particular, like this is, the Boise Rescue Mission is essentially a church service, uh, they can push the religion on you. That's, that's, their, that's essentially their business. And even though it's nonprofit. Here's the thing. There's nothing that says you have to believe what they tell you. They're not, when you say forcing religion, they're not holding you down and holding your eyes and ears open to make you follow what, whatever it is that, that they're teaching or whatever it is that they're saying. They're just saying, hey, if you're going to be here, um, you know, we don't we don't charge cash, but you're going to have to listen to this. Yeah, it doesn't force you to do anything other than yeah, it's not listen to it in exchange. It costs you no money. It's it's not labor intensive. Uh, Dwayne writes in Mike at KBY.com. This whole campout thing reeks of the Occupy movement from a few years ago. Yes, it does. I remember watching a news interview of some woman with half shaved head, purple hair, tattoos, piercing all over her face, complaining about not being able to find a good paying job in order to afford a nice apartment in downtown Boise. She wanted the government to pay for her apartment. I'll be a little insensitive here. There's a lot of losers around here. You know how, uh, punk rock basically got started in England. It started in New York with the Ramones. And England was real excited about this new thing, so they started to get into it. You know, bands like the Sex Pistols and the Clash, this was in the, in the mid-'70s, came out. And um, all of their fans were people who would dye their hair various colors and make it spiky and, you know, put things in their nose and, and do pretty much anything mm. they could. Because in England, if you can't find a job, you are on the public dole, meaning you get free money. Kind of like here, you get unemployment or something of that nature. But in England, it doesn't run out. This goes on and, and on so, and on. And so if you have yourself made up like a punker and, and go in you know, into a, a job interview, chances are you're not going to get hired, and that's what most of them wanted in the first place. They wanted to not get hired, so they always made themselves up so that HR people wouldn't be that interested. Jesse, Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. So I just was listening and, you know, I hear a lot about how a lot of these homeless folks won't go to the rescue mission because you can't show up drunk and high and things like that. And, you know, the way I look at it is, you, you know, you can go to a place, you know, where you have all your rights and you're not, regulated by somebody else but you know you have to rent or buy a place to live in and if you can't do that because of choices you made then you really don't have any leg to stand on i don't think we should be catering to all these people that demand that they be able to do whatever they please and you know make places like the interface sanctuary i think they should just take what they can get or get their lives in order so they can go rent a house or whatever and then do whatever they want. It's, it's like the old sayings. Uh, I've mentioned this earlier. Uh, like, beggars can't be choosers. That means that yeah. if, if you are looking for help, 
chances are you should take the help from anybody who offers it and any kind of help that uh, you can get, as opposed to being picky and saying, okay, I only want this or I don't want anything. And, and the other one would be looking a gift horse in the mouth, which is, you know, if somebody says, here, here's some, uh, here's some free silver, and you say, what, no gold? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, yeah. Jesse. Appreciate it. Yep. You know, one thing that was brought up, and, and, and I do want to make that clear also, because there are some people that cannot stay at a homeless shelter because of some of the rules, and those are people that work overnight shifts, because you're forced to leave some of the facilities that are set up during the daytime. You're not allowed right. to be there during the day. So uh, those people don't necessarily have a place to go. So if you work an overnight shift and you get off at, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and that's when you're you know, some of the uh, facilities are kicking people out and saying, come back at five o'clock at night. You have no place to go to sleep or to live or to keep warm during what is your nighttime. Uh, another issue brought up uh, by some of the unhoused community members was that many live in cars and they have nowhere to park at night. Um, there was one uh, in the Idaho Statesman that uh, they talked to that says uh, her name was Laurel. She's been out on the streets for almost seven years, said police constantly harass her and have called her a crackhead. Uh, she said finding shelter space is difficult. She lives in her car. It's one of her few possessions, and she doesn't want to be in a shelter overnight where she can't check on the car because once you're in the shelter, you're not allowed to leave. And that's at Interface Sanctuary. So you, you she doesn't want to just leave her car and run the chance that it gets stolen or broken into. There are a lot of people who live in their cars. I, in, I don't know where they park, here's, because it's hard to find some place I mean, where you can park for free, for instance, in downtown Boise. Here, here's how I feel about it. If you are homeless and your priority is to get a roof, a uh, place to sleep, and something to eat, go to the Interfaith or go to the Boise Rescue Mission or go wherever somebody will give that to you. Wherever. Where they'll, they'll help you out. Unless your priority is not necessarily that. If your priority is your car, take care of your car. If your priority is something else entirely, do that. But if your priority is to get out of the cold, then those are good places to do it. Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, I hear some people talk about they're getting religion shoved down their th throat. Well, Jesus was homeless on this earth, but he had a home in heaven. And, you know, if they would just take that hope of eternal life, that's what they are lacking is the hope. And, and with that hope, sometimes you just have to work through every situation you're in, whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's homelessness, and you have to think there's a better place for me someday. All I have to do is get through this life. Well, I, I remember going down to Haight-Ashbury back in the 70s and seeing those people down there. A lot of them were musical. They were druggies, but they they just didn't want the responsibility of a home. They didn't want to pay taxes. They didn't want to do a lot of things. And so they remained on their eternal high. And I've seen some of them turn their lives around because they finally did find out that there is something more than just what I have today. There is a future for me. I have to work towards it to get it. I mean, that's why we send our kids to school, so that they get hope for a better life than what we had. That's the American dream. And yet, we, these people, they don't have a dream. They live a life of a nightmare, and, and it's sad. But, you know, anybody that doesn't want 
people that were shoving religion down their throat. Maybe they should open their home up for them and give those people some hope because that's all they need. They need a place to stay while they're in this temporary situation they're in. And it will pass, but it takes work to do it. And you have to play the you have to get in the game and get engaged. And that's where we're failing them. We're not getting them engaged. You, if you give people a fish, they'll eat for a day. If you teach them to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. Thank you, and Steve. That lesson needs to be passed on. Appreciate the call. Appreciate I, the thoughts. You I, I like the T-shirt that said, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he will sit on the bank drinking beer for the rest of his life. <laughs> 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless why are you calling us right now because we have a pair of tickets Boise State Wyoming the 25th chance for you to see them live when they come back after their road trip this week next week call at number 6 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless you're going to watch the Broncos try and extend hopefully their win streak at 10 games right now if they can just win 2 on the road they'll be coming home for the longest win streak in I believe in the United States this year in NCAA basketball. I know it's a tall order, but we can hope. 208-336-3700. Caller 6, you're a winner. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations, Brad Kushlan. Caller number 6 picked up a pair of tickets, Boise State, Wyoming. Next week, congratulations. Didn't win there. Don't worry. We've got more tickets for you coming up here uh, tomorrow morning and the rest of the week. So if you'd like to go see uh, live in person, Broncos taking on Wyoming next week. This is the radio station to listen to because we have more tickets than anybody else. Don't forget uh, Utah State Thursday night. That's the uh, next game. You can hear it live on 670 KBOI. Eric and Boise, thank you for being patient this morning. Uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, good morning. You know, it's, it's a sad, unfortunate circumstances where a lot of people find themselves in uh, homelessness. Um, many times it's not due to, you know, uh, anything they've done or their own. It, it, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's mental health. And there's lots of uh, there's lots of um, help for them there. The thing about these homes is they're designed for a temporary situation. You know, to help people get back on their feet. They're not designed for a for a long term solution or for a lifelong um, place to live. So it's really hard for these places that go out of their way to um, provide services and places for people that need it. They can't cater to every single person. So you know, my feeling about the ones who don't like to stay at certain places because of rules and regulations that they don't want to follow is is kind of selfish. Um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's designed as a temporary help to get you back on your feet. And if you can't buck it up a little bit on your own to, to comply with rules and regulations, and, you know, it's not really the, the facilities that are the problem that are out there. Yeah, I, um, and I, I agree with that because, and we talked about this er, earlier this morning. I mean, I, I live in a, in a home with my wife. It's my wife and I, and I have rules in my house. Simple rules that, Absolutely. you know, I, I, I have to follow. If I want to have a happy life, I've got to pick up after myself. I've got to, you know, help with some of the work around the house. I can't leave my underwear laying on the bathroom floor. I mean, simple things like that. Um, and and I, I totally agree. I mean, you have to have rules in a community like that because if you don't, nobody's going to want to live there other than people who, who, you know, 
you wouldn't want to live next to anyway. So I, I get the right. rules. I get the rules thing. Uh, there has to be a certain amount of rules because that's how society operates. And, you know, interface sanctuary, rescue mission, all a part of that society. Yeah. And when, you know, when I was a kid, there was a time where I didn't want to abide by the rules of my parents. And you know what? I found real quick living on somebody's couch that there was actually <laughs> rules living on that couch, too. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it is a, it, it's an unfortunate circumstances. And I, and I have empathy for the people who are there because they have mental health issues. Yeah. Um, I have little empathy for the people who don't want to stay in those places because they don't like rules and regulations. You know, and you just can't simply accommodate everybody. You have to accommodate the masses. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Eric. Appreciate it. Uh, Bruce writes in, uh, allowing alcohol and drug addiction without serious effort to help them overcome those addictions is enabling. Enabling is not kindness or love. It's helping a self-destructive behavior. It's really the opposite of kindness or love. If you want to be uh, king and show love to the homeless, don't enable self-destructive behavior. God bless the rescue mission. Let's see. Somebody writes in, how about the homeless move to a state they can afford to live in, like parts of Louisiana? It costs to move, too. Yeah. But and, and, are, are they going to walk if they and, don't have well, a car? And, and once you get there, are you just homeless? Or you can you can do like some cities and uh, you just wait long enough and maybe they will give you a bus ticket to someplace else. Remember when Seattle did that? Yeah. Los Angeles did that. Instead, exactly. They dealt with homeless just by going, here's a, a bus ticket. We're sending you to Idaho or we're sending you to Montana, someplace Someplace else. It's a free bus you know, ticket, but you got to leave. You know where they treat you people really well is Oxnard. <laughs> Here's a ticket to Oxnard. You know, part part of it, and I, I, I say this is a, a good problem, why we, you know, don't have probably a lot of the, you know, homeless problem here is because of the cold temperature that we went through in snow uh, towards the end of the year that you don't have in L.A. and yeah, places like uh, that. That's all the time we have for... I've always said if you're going to be homeless, be homeless in Honolulu. (laughs) We're on a 20-hour break, and we'll be back again uh, coming up uh, tomorrow morning. Thanks for participating today.